What is up guys? This is Bailey with Basically B Squared and today I wanted to have a little chat about choices of maturity. So this is not just a random thought. I am in the process of studying four different certifications for life coaching. They're quite lengthy but my main one that I'm working on right now is just a basic uh, life coaching certificate course, right? So this came up last night when I was studying and it really seemed like common sense, but not a lot of people have common sense. So I just wanted to go over choices of maturity. So just seven different ways we can choose maturity over letting our emotions run us. So I'm the type of person that is very emotional, very passionate, uh, used to have a hard time with controlling how I expressed my emotions. And now that I'm a little bit more mature, not 100% mature, I don't think anybody really is 100% mature, uh, I have just recognized that when you let someone control your emotions, uh, you're not actually, they aren't actually like inside you controlling your emotions, you're just letting what they are saying affect you. And so a choice of maturity is just that, it's a choice. So number one is teaching other people versus being taught. Um, this one was a little bit controversial for me because I feel like we are all able to be taught. But I think the point that my teacher was trying to make is that some people kind of just sit around waiting to be taught instead of like the movers and the shakers and the coaches and the speakers and the, you know, not necessarily bold, outgoing, you know, enthusiastic people, but even the quiet people, you know, you might be listening to this being like, there's no way that I could actually teach people. I don't know crap about crap, but you have a different life experience than someone else, or you may have had the same life experience as somebody else that you've already overcome and that they're currently going through that you might be able to shed a little bit of light on. So when I was going through a really, really hard time back in my early 20s, I had a friend that seemed to pop out of nowhere who had now, like, has now become my absolute best friend that went through something almost identical to what I was going through that I, I, I had not even begun to go through. And when this happened and I had someone that I could relate with, it literally made the, like, the whole difference in the world. I don't, I don't think that I would have been able to get through it without this girl. And I love her so much. Uh, so... Instead of waiting around to be taught, go ahead and teach other people. And you have something to give the world. Don't just sit back and wait for someone else to tell you something. Go out and experience it and then be able to teach other people. Um, number two, self-evaluation versus self-criticism. So, Again, I'm just kind of regurgitating what my teacher said and then kind of giving my opinion on it. Criticism is responding or reacting to what they don't like. Like if you go to uh, like a, a criticism on a movie, it's like literally people just like, well, I don't like what he wore. I don't like the way he said something. And I'm not talking about you know iron sharpens iron. You know, uh, like the biblical sense of critiquing your brother or sister in Christ. I just think that a lot of critics, um, if you've not done it and you're critiquing someone, 
then you're not a critic, you're a hypocrite. So, you know, with me starting this blog, I, you know, there were some people that thought that I was silly or didn't necessarily agree with me, but um, as I used to say, uh, you don't pay my bills, so uh, you don't get to have an opinion, sorry. Or if you have an opinion, it really doesn't matter to me. It, if, not, if someone is not on the same level or the same journey as you, the same like point in their journey as you, there's really no need for them to give their opinion if they've not ever done it. So instead of criticizing, their niche needs to be self-evaluation, right? So self-evaluation is extremely mature. It's, it's my emotion. It's my problem. It's taking responsibility for your emotions. That's what self-evaluation is. And really, like if someone says something that pisses you off, the self-evaluation where that kicks in is when you pause. Instead of just like flying off the handle, cough, cough. I used to do this all the time when people would say like really offensive stuff to me. Yes, there are a bunch of buttholes, but self-evaluation is pausing and not letting them get under your skin. Number three is seeking unity versus promoting disunity. So I think I can just summarize this whole thing in one word, and it would be pride. All of us have it, not the good kind, not the kind from the Lion King, Pride Rock. I'm talking about pride that blinds you into being an idiot. And I think this might be one of my like top five faults is like, I don't want to ask for help because I don't want to feel like a burden or I don't want to feel like a loser. I don't want to feel like a failure. But when you seek unity and you team up with other people, you can create way, way more than you could have just done by yourself. I mean, arrogance and pride equal disunity. So like with this blog, the reason that I started this podcast and the reason I want to have guests on this podcast, which I have three lined up coming up, stay tuned uh, in the next couple weeks is because you learn from other people and and just like going back to number 1 is teaching other people versus waiting and be like waiting for someone to teach you. I'm not sitting around and waiting for someone to teach me. I'm actively going after these people and asking to be taught so that I can share that with other people. Um I just think that like, and like, for example, like my other, some of my other vegan friends and non-vegan friends, we get together and we like brainstorm and we ponder. We like are badass babes on a power brigade, brigade, I can't even say that word, brigade, brigade. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. When you team up with some other badass people, you're going to have some badass stuff that comes out. So don't isolate yourself. Seek unity. Uh, All right, number four, living by faith versus living in fear. People literally don't move forward because they are thinking of the worst case scenario, okay? So if you think about uh, like a timeline, okay? And like at the beginning of the the timeline is the past, the middle is the present, the end of the timeline is the quote future, okay? So you can't really feel scared about something that's happened in the past. I'm going to repeat that. You cannot feel scared about something that's happened in the past. You can only feel anxious about what your brain thinks might happen in the future due to 
data from the past. Things that are in the past have already happened. They can't hurt you again. They can only hurt you emotionally if you keep dwelling on them. And like I've said in a previous, I think, podcast, your body's main goal, only goal, is self-preservation. It's to keep you alive. So yes, it's going to take data from the past, but it's your emotional responsibility, logical responsibility, to understand that the past doesn't equal the future. Yes, you can take good information from it and use it, but unless it's going to unless it's going to propel you forward to say, "Hey, um, you know, no, I shouldn't do that self-harming thing to myself or no, I shouldn't self-sabotage myself with my emotions. I'm going to step out and live by faith." Then you don't need to be in the past. Period point blank. If you're in the future and you're constantly um not If you're constantly in the future, you can either be anxious or excited about it. Again, you can't really be scared or happy about it. And I know I seem like I'm getting like really uh, down in in the, like in the nitty gritty here, like, oh, it's this specific word, but just listen, you cannot be happy or sad about the future because you're not there yet. You can just be anxious with anticipation or you can be excited with anticipation about the future. So living in the present right now and stepping out in faith is what a choice of maturity is. You're not focusing on the worst case scenario. You're going to say, yes, this is scary. Yes, I might fail, but I'm going to walk by faith as a choice of maturity. Number five, um, governed by the truth versus governed by feelings. Um, I I guess this kind of goes back to controlling your emotions and you cannot control anything on the outside of what's inside of you. You can only control your emotions and your responsibility of yourself. So something that I really like to ask people that kind of come to me in a tizzy, people that are so wrapped up in their life's problems, or um, even sometimes I've had to do this with myself is okay, I'm totally going to fail this. Like, there's no way I can pass my certified personal trainer. Like, there's no way I can pass the strength and conditioning test at burn boot camp, right? So here's what I'll just ask myself. How do you know that's true? Well, well, I, I don't. Okay, well, then it seems like your feelings are irrelevant. Like, I have to consistently tell myself that. Oh, uh, there's no way uh, people are going to hire me to be their life coach. Okay, how do you know that's true? Um... Well, I don't. Okay, well, then it seems like it's just your feeling and that feeling is irrelevant. Don't be governed by your feelings. Be governed by the truth. Number six, desiring growth challenges versus desiring happiness. So if you asked someone or here, I'll just just ask you, do you in life want to be happy or do you want to be fulfilled? If you chose happy, just stop listening because happiness doesn't bring fulfillment. You can be blindly happy. You can be temporarily happy, but fulfillment is a job that's already done. Okay. So like desiring growth challenges, which is being comfortable with being uncomfortable. It is challenging yourself to grow rather than staying safe in your little bubble and just desiring to be happy. I think a lot of us have done this, again, because our body's job is self-preservation. So instead of taking a risk, we just stay in our little bubble. But a choice of maturity is challenging growth 
and desiring to grow. If you've never seen the movie Boove, I think it's, or no, 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 it's called Home. I think it was on Netflix, um, but there's these little booves and they had like a calculation in their head that if it was over 49% risk of being bad, they would never try something. And that is how a lot of us are living our lives right now. And you're missing a ton of things because you're like, oh, nope, this goes above my radar. I'm just going to stay in my little hole. I'm just going to be a little mole in my hole. I'm not going to do anything. You need to bust up out your hole, you little mole, and desire growth challenges. This is the only way that you are going to be fulfilled and have a sense of purpose in your life. Number seven, developing self-awareness versus emotional reactiveness. I've already hit on this a little bit, but we're going to go over it again. Developing self-awareness is not something that just comes overnight. It is a constant struggle, battle, fight in your brain. In my opinion, it's like a spiritual battle because there's really only one enemy and he's out to get you 24-7. He doesn't take days off. And emotional reactiveness, again, is not taking responsibility for your actions. It's constantly blaming other people for your emotions. Well, he said this about me, and so that's why I feel this way. Or, um, well, they fired me from this job, and so that's why I feel this way, or that's, that's why I'm going to pout or be upset. And when you're choosing maturity and you're trying to develop self-awareness, for me, it looks something like this. I'm standing at the coffee pot. I'm pouring my coffee. I have 101 thoughts rolling through my head. I wonder what I'm going to have to do at work this week. I wonder what's going to pop up in my personal life this week that I don't want to have to deal with, but I have to deal with because this is what God has given me. Uh, I wonder what me and my husband are going to get in a fight about this week. I wonder when I'm going to be able to sell my car so I can get rid of my car payment so that we're not broke anymore. I wonder if we'll be able to pay the bills this week. Uh, The dogs haven't had medicine in seven months. I'm a terrible dog mom. Uh... I really feel mom guilt because I need to have Emma in a sport, but I can't afford a sport. So then we just bought baseball gloves and we went out in the yard and I feel like that is a crappy parent. Do you see how ridiculous all this sounds? Like, are you tracking with how fast my mind is constantly going until finally I have to squeeze the handle on the coffee pot and say, you're not being present. The reason you have anxiety is because you're on that timeline in the wrong spot. You're supposed to be dead in the middle, in the present. And when I refocus and pull myself, reel myself back in, that's self-awareness. When you're out in the middle of a crowd and you're not talking to anyone and you're having a panic attack, but you really don't know why because you used to be social and now you're not social anymore, guess what? Reel it back in. Because you're either being anxious or excited about the future or you're being... uh, you're you're in the past and you're feeling bad or sad about it so develop that self-awareness whenever you feel yourself out throw yourself a lifesaver reel yourself back in that's what self-awareness is is when you feel yourself floating away you have the power to reel yourself back in you take responsibility for reeling yourself back in. This is where meditation has come in handy for me 
And I feel like a lot of people think that meditation is uh, you quieting your mind. No, if that was the case, I would not be able to do it. It is, at least for me, it's a space where I am training my brain and my mental conscience to uh, hone back into the middle. And I focus on my chest and my breath. And this, this is where I literally imagine myself on a boat floating out in the middle of the ocean, starting to get panicked. I don't know what's underneath me. Also may have just watched 47 meters down or maybe ever. Don't watch it. Also watch it. Uh, and then I throw myself a life jacket and then I just reel myself back in. And understand that right now the present is a gift. Pun intended. The present is a gift. So there are a couple of things that I've learned in my life coaching certificate course about choices of maturity. I love you guys. I hope this helps. Make sure if you have any questions, comments, anything like that, or if you want to leave me a review, uh, I would love that. So love you guys. Have a good day.